Hello and welcome to your Sports Memo Podcast. This is a special edition, special end of season edition of your Sports Memo Podcast. I've my, my plan in this episode is to speak to as many as many fans as possible of Premier League clubs to ask them what they made of their club's season um, that has just ended. So I've got with me uh, from Nigeria, Testimony Age. Testimony, welcome to your Sports Memo Podcast. Who do you support? Good evening. Thank you for the program. I, I support Arsenal Football Club. Right. I guess you're you're probably very happy from over the weekend. Uh, Arsenal, uh, they've they're FA Cup winners. They've improved yeah, their, their 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 record in the competition, and it looks like Mikel Arteta is doing a good job. So, what do you what have you made of your season thus far? It's 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 a very impressive thing for Arteta to finish off the season at at a very at a very very big. Um, Plus for the Arsenal Football Club, starting of the season, you would think Arsenal will have nothing to um, get at the end of the season. But see how results turned out for us at the end of the season. Topping the fact that our captain and Pierre Emerick Aubameyang scored the brace in both back-to-back and then knockout phase in the semi-finals and the finals, making us clinch this way, which is very very important for morale boost and confidence for the team going into the next season. So I think booking a place into the Europa and. Um, Europa League is a very huge step for Arteta and we as the fans, we just have one thing in mind to trust the process and see how this thing turns out in the future. See the likes of Pep four years and he's doing marvelous things at um, City and um, Pep uh, at Liverpool rather and Pep, you see what Pep is doing at City. So if you give the manager time, trust this process and with time, you'll see the results start playing out in the field of play and the trap. Um, they'll go forth winning trophies and time to come. What What do you think makes Ateta different from the man he replaced, Unai Emery? Um, Ateta, I, I think his discipline is determined. Um, after uh, during the after after the pandemic whole thing that struck them the whole football season, brought the whole football, football season to an abrupt abrupt end. I, I think since the restart. After the back-to-back loss against um, Manchester City and Brighton, I think there's been some of renaissance in the Arsenal team where these people, these players, believe that they can achieve more. So I think Ateta has given them that that belief that they can achieve anything because the sky is the limit. You see the likes of the lads from the um, um, KOM, how they've performed in recent games. And I, you think that is the best thing you want to wish for any manager like imputing bringing and bringing these young lads from from the academy from the academy and instilling them trying to mesh them up with those experience in the team i think that's what i, I believe in Ateta. trying to build this team and i'm not trying to write off my emery my emery was a very good coach but his tactics his his style didn't really work with the arsenal so i think Ateta has been someone who has been through Arsenal ranks during the winger's time and I think he knows the problem and I think he has a solution to it. Right. So for you, trust the process. Thank you so very much, Testimony, for being a part of your Sports Memo podcast this episode. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So that was Testimony Age or the Arsenal fan who says we should, uh, Arsenal should trust 
the process that Mikel Ateta has started at um, the Emirates. I've got on the line an, another fan of the Premier League club. His name is Olawale Ibitoye. He's a Chelsea fan. He's probably amongst one of those people who, who is not a very big fan of um, Anthony Taylor from last weekend. But I still have to ask him. Olawale, thank you for, uh, for joining us on um, your Sports Memo podcast. Um, let, let's wait a minute. Don't pile into Anthony Taylor yet. What have you made of Frank Lampard's <laughs> first season as um, the Chelsea manager? Well, thank you for having me. Um, it's good to be here. Um, Lampard's first season, um, I think I've been quite impressed. Um, one of, I was one of the people who are very optimistic about his chances this season of making the top four. And um, yeah, I said it on re- on radio that he was going to make the top four, and he successfully did that. I'm, I'm quite impressed. Though it would have been very um, interesting if he probably won the FA Cup. But kudos to Mikel Arteta's team; they did well, and um, they deserve. Well, apart from the Anthony Taylor saga that you mentioned, but it, it happens in football. Um, sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Right. So, um, if you were given over ten. For this season, what marks would you give to um, Super Frank? Um, for Super Frank, I would probably rate him a seven over ten. Okay. So, if what, what would you want from him or and the club going into um, the next season, which is just about six weeks away? Well, I think it's, it's quite obvious um, throughout the season that where we where we lacked. Um, a bit of composure uh, as being our defence and also in the goalkeeping position. Um, those would be some of the positions I would expect to strengthen before the new season, which is less than four weeks now, and um, would would need, definitely need fresh legs because I feel that's been one of the big blows for us this season. We considered more goals than we've ever considered <laughs> in a very long while, and um, yeah, it's all down to the defence and the goalkeeper, and um, we've. Been hearing rumors of um, of transfers going out and coming in, and um, hopefully, hopefully, we we'll get some solid transfers before the new season starts. Why? Why? See, listen. This is um, um, Kepa that Chelsea paid well over seventy million uh, pounds for. Why would you want him discarded already? Because I, I I hear Chelsea fans. Absolutely slitting the young man every match. Would you want him discarded so early? Absolutely not. Um, I feel I still I'm still quite optimistic that he would still probably pick up his form back. But at the moment, I think he probably needs a loan spell or probably come up as a backup goalkeeper. And um, I think he's just lacking in confidence at the moment. One could make excuse for him that okay, probably he had a very well, I think a very happy first season, but his second season has been very poor, and um, yeah, it's been visible. Um, goals considered, he has almost the worst ratio among goalkeepers in the EPL, and um, it's, it's not so encouraging, especially for a top club like Chelsea. Um, we all know Chelsea fans are not the most patient people on earth, but I still feel because of the price tag and the um, and his wages, I still feel if the club won't sell him, probably just send him on loan or probably just make him a backup goalkeeper. And it will be quite difficult to probably purchase um, a new goalkeeper. One of the targets they've been looking at is um, Jano Black. 
Do you not think that um, the problem might be Frank Lampard's tactics with regards to um, what the team does off the ball? Yeah, I, I think I think one of one of one of things um, the teams one of one of things is trying to find this team players is okay. Uh, we want to attack this is our style of we want to knock the ball around here and uh, but defensively they struggled this season and one would want to probably question um, Frank Lampard's tactics about okay. Is he actually doing what he ought to do? What are the other coaches? What are they doing regards the defense and also the goalkeeper position? Hilario, for me, um, I don't think he's one of the best goalkeepers to actually be the one to train our first team goalkeeper. But one could probably make an excuse for him. But Frank Lampard, I think maybe because it's his first season and at least the fact that he got top four, I think that probably excused him of all of the, the um, all of all of the backlash of. The defense and also because it's all boils down to the coach how you want your team to play how you mm-hmm. set up your team mm-hmm. each 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 game how do you want them to play we've seen several passes from here and there from the defense to the goalkeeper from the goalkeeper to the defense so i think that's how he sets up his team with the ball but without the ball we've actually suffered a lot this season we considered a lot of um set pieces uh, goals mm-hmm. and um yeah and we have a lot of we have a lot of height at the back, but it, it seems that there's an issue. There's an issue with the defense. We, if not sorted, would still suffer next season. We'll still suffer next season. And um, we're still in the Champions League. Hopefully, we don't get battered <laughs> with a couple of the other injuries we have. You are joking, Nancy, about the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, thank you. Thank you so very much for being part of your, your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, that was um, that Ipitoye, a Chelsea fan who wants a new keeper and perhaps a new stadium completely. You know how Chelsea fans are, they want everything, everything new. But I've got on the line with me um, Etim Asi, who is a Manchester United fan. Etim, you are welcome to your Sports Memo podcast. You're welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. I'm grateful. Thanks for the privilege. Thank you. Right. Um, Manchester United under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer um, managed to finish in the top four. How have you How have you viewed um, the Norwegians' first full season at Manchester United? What will be your report? Uh, for me, I will give Ole a pass mark. I will give Ole 80% out of 100%. Mm. Because uh, at the beginning of the season, I was not a fan of Ole anyway for letting the likes of uh, Alexis Sanchez and uh, Romero Lukaku to leave. But I believe he had faith in Greenwood and then none of us knew Greenwood that much since he was coming from the reserve team. Mm. And Ole has proved us wrong. I'll tell you what, since Postfergi, Mm. This is the first time that Manchester United is finishing in the top three. 
Luis Van Gaal in his first season finished in top four, finished in the fourth position. Jose Mourinho his first season finished in the sixth position, though we won the League Cup, the Community Shield and also the Europa Cup. Mm. But I believe if Ole ends up winning the Europa Cup for us in this same season, mm-hmm. I'll give it 100 over 100. But for now, <laughs> only 80% out of 100. He has done well. Wow, okay. Um, that's, that's a bit of positivity. If, if um, you were Ed Woodward and you were trying to find your ways to help um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for next season, what, what would you help him do? If I, if I happens to be on Woodward's show, mm-hmm. I, will, I, will, I will give Ole what he wants. By the reports we are getting this evening, we learned that Manchester United and Borussia Dortmund are in advance talk concerning Sasho. If we can get Sasho, then get a defensive midfielder, more like to replace Matish. Matish mm. is aging, and Matish should be 33 now. Then if we can get a left back and also a central defender to pair with Charlie Maguire, I believe we are good to go. go. <laughs> good. So if if I happens to be Woodward, I have to give only all the all the support he needs. Mm. So we we the Manchester United need like another four four new players by your calculations. Yes, yeah. yes, we need like four players in those positions that I mentioned. All right. Because okay. let's let's go from the see what I said. The likes of City and Liverpool. Mm. Are far behind us. For us to close that gap, then we have to still buy more players, quality players. Mm-hmm. You can see the impact that Bruno Fernandez did for us coming from January, mm-hmm. the likes of Italo too. Mm-hmm. So we can get four more good players on those positions, I think, and I believe we are good to go. Okay. Thank you very much for coming on your Sports Mobile Podcast, team. Thank you very, very much. Well, 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 bless you, sir. I'm, I'm grateful for this privilege. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you too. Yes, so that was um, Etim Bassi um, saying that Manchester United will need like four more, four new players to be able to challenge um, Man City and Liverpool next season. I've got um, with me another Arsenal fan, um, Oyebade Olipede, who is uh, speaking to us from Lagos. Oyebade, uh, um, thank you for coming on your Sports Memo podcast and congratulations on your FA Cup win at the weekend. Um, being an Arsenal fan... Thank you very much. Being an Arsenal fan, what have you made... Did Wait, let me take it back. Winning that FA Cup, does that make up for um, finishing... Is it ninth or 10th in the league? Uh, yeah. It made up for it in a lot of ways, at least. It, go, it goes to show that we are moving in the right direction. You know, the last time we won the FA Cup, we had the opportunity. We had the same opportunity with Wenger, but the club hierarchy they didn't take any advantage of it. And here we are now, in 2014, we have the same opportunity to, you know, to build up on something sustainable. You know, the, mm-hmm. the squad. Mm-hmm. You know, a mixture of experience with young talent. You know, and we hope, you know, the board will back Ateta with funds and then they align go to the market and they get the players he needs to you know challenge for titles for next year so yeah the FA Cup win was a good thing you know at least it gave us an opportunity with Obama Yang you know, that he would 
you know, him lifting that trophy was very, very important, you know, for in, in him signing a new contract. You know, so he, he would commit himself to the project on ground. You know, let let him understand that he's appreciated mm-hmm. and the squad will be built around him moving forward. So yes, it was a very, very big, important win for us. How, how would you, uh, very briefly if you can, what would be for you um, um, the board supporting um, Ateta for next season? I didn't get. Could you come again? I mean, how how would you how what would you okay what would you want the board to do uh, specifically in in terms of supporting um, Mikel Ateta next season? They you need to be deciding transfer market. Do do all they should finalize all this before. You shouldn't take anything for granted. Do the needful. I'm not. I don't have much experience in, but I, I expect that they have the right people in place. Mm-hmm. We do the needful as soon as possible, and let's prepare for the new season ahead. What, what if 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 Oyebade Onipede was called and asked, choose one player that would help Arsenal um, break into the top four next season and even win the Europa League? What one player would you would you mention? Uh, Thomas Partey, the Ghanaian. Okay. He plays for Atletico Madrid. Okay. You know, he has been linked with Arsenal for a couple of for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. So I hope they make the deal happen. It will mm-hmm. be very very important to us. He will replace Matthew Genduzi, who might most likely be leaving the club if they get a good offer. So yes, Thomas Partey. Thank you so very much. Thank you for coming on your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, that was um, Onikpede, who, um, if he was buying one player for Arsenal, says he will be buying Thomas Partey. I've got um, with me a Manchester City fan. His name is Namdi, and Namdi is also uh, in Nigeria. Nandi, welcome to your Sports Memo podcast. Uh, thank you for having me, sir. Right. Um, Manchester City, two, they won two Premier League titles back-to-back. And then this season, they finished a massive 18 points behind um, the champions, Liverpool. What do you think went wrong with um, Pep Guardiola's team this season? Um, first of all, I think Pep got overconfidence with his team. He think out to the team a lot. And you know when a team like Manchester City, who has been consistent for the past two years, but Liverpool was hot on their heels. The team needed more reinforcement during the summer. I think he got arrogant and got only a player in. And within the season, when the team was not playing well, he stuck to his he stuck to his reason by changing the team game, game in, game out. I believe that the team being in a very strong being in a very strong position that he had this year, Kevin mm-hmm. Bruna should have started almost all the Premier League games and be exempted from the club games. Secondly, Sergio Aguero was on his last leg, and Gabriel Jesus, Jesus was not a prolific striker. I thought one of his reasons last uh, during the transfer would have been to bring in a striker that is more prolific. We know Gabriel Jesus as somebody who wonderful striker, I don't doubt that, mm-hmm. but he's not prolific. So mm-hmm. I think that community that communicated with all those bad. Let us just bring in company that left. He was banking on Fernando, who was a defensive midfielder. I couldn't get 
a central midfield, a central defender in, knowing that John Stone, when prepared with Adamendi, are catastrophic waiting to happen. So I think <laughs> all those things, but I just, let me just, in putting it in one word, mm. Pep got arrogant. That was what happened. Okay, what what do you what do you think would um would um save the season for um Guardiola and Manchester City considering they are still in the Champions League? Um the 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 the, the you know when it comes to Champions League mm-hmm. it's always the luck of the draw. Uh, and right now mm. the luck of the draw does not favor us because the line to the final is a very, very tough one. Okay. Winning the Champions League for him this is, is going to be a very, very tough nut to crack. Honestly, I am not keen on that. But if we want to win the Champions League, the, the most important thing is to make sure that Laporte and the Rigasia stays fit. Okay. That is the most Because I think once you get that defense going, once you get that defense going and mm-hmm. that, that pick, mm-hmm. let Gundogan let him be on the bench. Rodri are you a Manchester City fan or a Pep Guardiola fan? Let me say I am a Manchester fan because uh, ever since Roberto Mancini came to Man City, I've always been their fan. Ah. So I was my Man City fan before Pep Guardiola joined Man City. Thank you very much, Namdi. That makes a very big difference. You know, you know, you know, United, you know, you know, United was getting a getting a bit too arrogant, and when I saw his still rival that can rival them, mm. I had to jump ship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you so much for coming on your sports, your sports level podcast, Nambi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Yes, that was Nambi Epunam who started supporting Manchester City because, in his words, Manchester United um, got too arrogant. So when Mancini arrived at Man City, he jumped ship to support Man City. Now, from a Man City fan to a Manchester United fan. Adebayo Adelaku is on the line. Welcome to your Sports Memo podcast, Adebayo. It's good to be here. Thank you very much. Right. So, Manchester United in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's first full season finished in the top three. How would you rate um, um, the work of um, the former Manchester United football legend? Um, I would say I, I was totally unimpressed at the beginning of the season, very honestly, football was terrible. It just didn't look as if he knew what he was doing. Mm. But he always managed to pull off a good result in games that mean a lot to we supporters. So we cut him some slack. Okay. Uh, Bruno Fernandes coming in at the end of January fact of what is inexplicable as far as I'm concerned. It just doesn't make any kind of sense for one player to come in and then for the fortunes of the team to change completely like that. It just it just defies common it defies logic. I've never seen it before. I don't think I don't think it's I don't think that has happened before. 
So all, um, Bruno Fernandez has practically rewritten the story of um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's career in Manchester United as a coach. That is my take on it. Bruno Fernandez has rewritten his career um, for this season. The, this funny thing is that my take was that yes, as well as Bruno Fernandez played the. The lockdown helped Manchester United in the sense that they got a lot of their players who were injured. They got them time to recover for when the league returned. So that that was probably why it was so easy for um, um, Fernandez and the rest of the returning players in Rashford and Pogba and Matic and all of them to to, to dovetail. Do you not do you not think so? Uh- yeah, and um, I would say very honestly, very honestly, and I and I mean this, I really, really do not think that um, Pogba and Rashford were that much of an impact really, really on the pitch. And I say this, and I say this with every sense of sincerity. Mm. I don't think Pogba has impressed even after coming back from this injury, after this lockdown, neither has Rashford. Maybe their presence has done something to the morale of the guys, but in terms of their contribution to the total play, mm. I don't think it's been that. Um, I don't think it's been that significant. Very honestly, Papa uh, um, was probably the reason why we prayed him win some things, some silly mistakes like that at the base of the defense alongside Matic. Mm. Matic has a group, been wonderful, but Bob, no, he hasn't been that much of an influence. Neither did Rashford hit the heights that he had reached before lockdown. So I I I I still would stick with um Bruno, but maybe I'm demanding the the effect of um Popper being on the pitch to the psyche of the rest of the team. I'm not sure about that. Maybe that will be what one or two things. But in terms of his contributions to total play, mm. uh, I, I, I would say, I, I, I didn't see much that is added to the team. Okay. So, they, they, they going, back. going into the new season, what would you, what, what would you expect of, of, um, of Manchester United under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer going into the next season? Um, that team is going to be found out if they don't um, increase, um, if they don't um, improve the first 11. The first 11 is still not good enough. The jury is still completely out on um, both Luke and no, both um, Maguire and um, Lindelof. Lindelof, as far as I'm concerned, is a mistake waiting to happen. Um, Maguire has all of the speed of a very fast snail. Um, that's not good enough. That, that will not win you a championship. Mm. That defensive pairing is just not good enough. Um, they're not going to have a season whereby they're playing as many matches as they played in the last one month. So it's not likely the players will be as tired as they were towards the end of the True. lockdown. But yeah. um, they really, really need to improve. I see him making the top four and. Um, Closing the gap a little more on Liverpool if they if they do strengthen that central defence and um, find somebody to play on that right wing. Um, 
Greenwood, as far as I'm concerned, um, makes them lose something on that wing, even though he kind of picks up for eight with the goals that he's got. Mm. But um, that wing would be useless if um, Greenwood is going to be starting to have that. So they need to strengthen that area too. I think they're good enough in the midfield for that defense. The central defense player in particular. And then um, I think um, Brandon Williams still will be an understudy for, for sure. But all in all, I think they'll make top four again, and then um, hopefully they'll go maybe second round, round of the Champions League. But I don't expect much more than that. Okay, you're very very positive. Thank you, thank you so very much, uh, Adib Ayo, for coming on your sports <laughs> on your sports level podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, that was Adib Ayo, and it's very positive outlook of Manchester United next season. Uh, and from him, I'm swinging down to North London to another Arsenal fan. His name is Lamid Momo. Um, Lamid, you are very yeah. welcome to your Sports Memo podcast. FA Cup winners yet again. Mikel Ateta seems to have done a great job. What do you make of it all? Yeah, um, yeah Ateta, I mean, I, mean, I wasn't really sure he was uh, the right man when he got to the Arsenal job. I was, I was still rooting for Ancelotti. You were? I mean, it's, it's obviously a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> I was for Ancelotti. But right now, right now, it's a no-brainer. I think, I mean, he's improved every single one of the players. That's the most important thing. I mean, the results, yeah, not been perfect, but I think that's the key for me. I think that's what that's what just made me fall with Ateta. I mean, every one of those players improved, and it's and for a player as good as Aubameyang, so it actually have improved again. Yeah, I think I think that was it for for Ateta, and I think he's done a great job. Oh, hold on, hold on, Lamid. How foolish does it make us fans sometimes? Just imagine you were actually rooting for Don Carlo Ancelotti who is absolutely stinking up the joint up north in at Everton. Just imagine that. How does that make you feel yeah. when you think about it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, you know that's, the, that's, the, that's the very, that's the funny thing about football. Um, not necessarily football, sports in general, you know. Most times we tend to um, look at we, just, we tend to target experience. I've, I've, I've never been a fan of you. You need to have top-notch experience to make that effort. I've actually never been a fan. But I was actually <laughs> forced into it by a couple of friends around me. I mean, because I'm a last fan and I had the win trophies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, you need an experience. Man. You need a Jose Murillo. You need a, you know, those kind of talk. Mm. And you are like, maybe we need an athletic having trophies. Okay, even if just one or a couple, yeah, to build on. So it's crazy. <laughs> like I said, it's, mm. I think I think that's a part of a lot of fun. And we, most of it, we, I, I, then it is then I've actually, I mean, made us realize. And we, before the then Guardiola. We don't realize that I think we overrate the whole experience thing a lot. I think we over we overblow that topic. I mean, experience is good, but I mean, 
So what 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 are your expectations going into um, the new season? Um, okay, personally for me, I I if the bat Ateta, you probably get Thomas Partey and a defender. Mm. I think top four. I'm just gonna be realistic. It's gonna be difficult. I know, and it's it's, it's gonna be quite difficult. I know that. Yeah, but I think top four. So not be bad. I think my expectation is for us to get into to fight, challenge for the top four, not just be um just literally be by standards. I mean, if you compete and try to get top four, that's that's fine. Okay. That's my expectation. Now your your expectations have become more realistic. Anyway, that's 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 understandable. Listen, I mean, thank you so very much. You've actually you've actually um, you probably made my show with the fact that you actually wanted Ancelotti. And I believe that. Anyway, thank you so thank you so very much for coming on the, your sports memo podcast. Yeah. All right, pleasure is mine. Thank you so very much, um, Lamidi. Right, from Lamidi to another Arsenal fan who sends in a voice note. His name is Benjamin Obakomi, and this is what he has to say. Uh, good evening, my name is Benjamin Obakomi. I'm an uh, Arsenal football club supporter. I've been with them since 2004, if not mistaken. And. The season that just ended, although it started poorly under Unai Emery, then we moved on to Freddy Luberg, who was our former player. He couldn't do much, so Ateta was rightly appointed, who I actually wanted in the first place before Unai Emery, to be perfectly honest. And Mikel Ateta did a great job. Take the FA Cup trophy away from you. Arsenal season, he still did a great job for me. I'm a firm believer of his philosophy, how he works, and how he was able to get the best out of players that was condemned in the team, the likes of uh, Granit Xhaka and the uh, Skodra Mustafi, who was having a tough season. Plus, there are so many positives to take away from the season after Mikel Ateta took over. From our victory against Liverpool, Man City in the FA Cup semi-final, and a host of memorable performances, encouraging performance from the boys in the big games. I really am looking forward to a better season, considering the fact that we are going to start the season with Mikel Ateta in charge. And with little additions, I heard so many things about Thomas Party being linked to the club. Tired to Pamecano of RB Leipzig was supposed to be linked to the club, but supposedly he signed a two-year contract with RB Leipzig. There are other names that are linked to the club. Hopefully, we'll do better next season. Top four is my prediction for next season. Thank you. Hello, good evening. My name is um, Rafael Shukib Kandive. I support as a football club. Yeah, a part of London. Well, my verdict on our performance this season is that when the season started, nobody expected us to get this far with a rookie manager being appointed to take over a team that the best player for the previous season was going out to join Real Madrid. No one gave us a chance. Before the season started, many people were predicting that Chelsea would never even go to European places, but yeah, we made it. Nobody expected what we did with the young lads, mostly under 21s. 
we finished top four and we will be in the Champions League next season. Well, our performance has been quite shaky at the back throughout the season. We've been conceding a lot of goals, but at the front we've been prolific and some matches our strikers have not really turned up. It's quite a good season in all aspects. In all aspects, but considering the fact that we had many injury worries, even with our key man not being around most of the time in Glocante, we had many issues. But most important, the players that have stand out this season, William, with nine goals and seven assists, Tammy Brown has been one of our most prolific source of goal with. 15 goals for the season with 3 assists, combined goals contribution of the team and policies. All these players have been very, very important for us. And going forward next season, I think, I think, and I believe Chelsea should keep William because he has that leadership ability in that front. He can marshal the attack and Kovacic, who has been one of our standard performers in the midfield, he also has the most appearance of all our midfielders this season with the absence of. Jorginho and Kante with true injury, he has been a very prolific player and many have touted him to be a player of the season. Going for this, I think Chelsea would need, we definitely need a defender, a marquee signing, a marquee defender to partner any of our current centre back now. So Chelsea needs to go to the market to get a good defender and possibly right back, a left back. So, a left back and a right back, considering what happened to us in our match against Arsenal in the FA Cup, we might need another replacement for Cesar Piqueta. We do take a little break, a little break from um, the Premier League fans and we go over um, to La Liga. Kola has sent us um, a voice, Kola has sent us a voice note um, about his um, the club that he supports in La Liga. My name is Kola and I'm a Real Madrid supporter. I've been supporting Real Madrid for over 15 years. This season, this last season was a very funny season, strange season. At the point in time, it looked, it looked as if we didn't win the league. It looked as if Bakayi also didn't win the league. Our form wasn't too certain, had um, won some matches. Had some other draws, like three, four draws at the time. Then before COVID, we lost to Betis 2-1 after winning the Classic just some weeks earlier. And that was, it, was, it, it wasn't funny at all. But I think COVID helped Madrid because if there was no COVID, we might not have won that league. And that's the truth. But COVID helped us. By the time we came from COVID, we are in a better shape. Back when we are in a poor shape. And we ran through 10 matches, 30 points. And we won the league. So I guess it was the turning point was COVID for us. For my, the turning point was COVID. For next season, uh, how can our team get better? We need, to look, we need to look for extra legs for Modric. Modric is getting he's 35 or the six next season. He's getting very old. We need somebody to replace him. Beyond that, maybe we need military in more in more games. Sergio is getting older. But our wing backs are good. Our keeper is good. Um, the attack, the attack, we need Hazard to be top notch. If you can get, if you can get over his fitness next season and be good, I think the pairing Benzema will, will do. Asensio is also there. For me, next season is basically 
the league, the league again. Let's win the league five times, back to back to back to back to back. <laughs> Champions League can always win two and three years, three and four years, four and five years. But I think the league is all we need. The arrogance of Real Madrid fans. So from Kola, who is a Real Madrid fan, we go over to a Barcelona fan. He would have his own take. Let's go. Good evening, Calvin. This is JJ Eno from Twitter. I support FC Barcelona and generally this season we've been very poor by the Barcelona standard. More than a club. This uh, standard this season is not close to being more than a club. Uh, and you can see that one, the the um, Valverde losing to Roma and Liverpool back to back after having huge victories in the first leg is one thing that affected him, even if Valverde was getting the results. But it just couldn't happen. And so then we brought in Setien. Setien, good football. But Setien would rather pass the ball around than just make put the ball in the net. Right now, the end result is good and the fans need victory. I'm a fan here, yeah, we need victory. No one is passing the ball. And he's not doing that for us. And so um, this season has not been the best season by any standard. Look at the way we lose to Sasuna. Madrid, we, we laid and everything, it's, it's been really poor, but, um, and then it's also boils down to bad management by Patomio, the board, and also the fact that Valverde, I mean Setien, can't tell all these guys who are aging, Suarez, Busquets, um, Rakitic, that, come on, your time is up, bringing guys into this team, no, he's not doing that, and that's why you can see the club is flopping so much. And looking at next season, how hopeful are we? You can you can sense it around Barcelona fans are not they are not hopeful for next season. What they are hopeful for in the future is the coming is the 2021 elections, and that's it. Sincerely, at the moment, that's all. But we, we just want Bartomeu out because he had led us horribly. Look at his signings over the past three years: Coutinho flop, Dembele injury, everything. We bought Pulio, sent him after what? Just signing players without results. It's been terrible, and so that's why. The the prospect for the new season isn't in terms of football. Is the fact that everyone that is that um, loves Barcelona that supports Barcelona has anything to do with Barcelona want Valverde out. And we're looking at maybe Victor Font or La, Laputa coming in to revive the club. So that's our hope for the new season. Thank you very much. Thank you so very much. Um... Um, JJ Enoch, there, uh, who is a not a very happy um, Barcelona fan, um, but from him we go over to another La Liga fan. He is um, Balogun, Balogun Adebola sent sent us a, a voice note also about um, the outgoing season and um, his hopes for the next season. I'm Balogo and Dibola and I support Barcelona Football Club. Barcelona this past season has been involved with a lot of off-field issues regarding the club's hierarchy and the sporting decisions have been made, coupled with below-par performances which led to the sacking of Ernesto Valverde and the appointment of Kike Setien, with the latter still under fire for Barca's unconvincing performances, with the team looking bereft of zest and confidence which led to Barcelona crashing out of the Copa del Rey competition and also 
missing out on the La Liga title with Real Madrid and uncertainty surrounding Barcelona's second leg qualifier against Napoli in the UEFA, UEFA Champions League. As a result of the coronavirus pandemic, there have been a lot of financial difficulties which has restricted the club to a number of low profile signings. The, the, the highlight of which was the uh, Pianic deal, which was a liquid deal with uh, Athomelo, who went to Juventus, and the Italian and the Korean and the Bosnian coming to Barcelona. For the next season, my expectation for Barcelona is that as a top club, they are expected to be challenging on all fronts and I expect them to win the La Liga title from back from Real Madrid next season and also bring back the usual trophy to Camp Nou, which has eluded them since 2015 triumph. Thank you. I really love how, love how La Liga fans um, have this feeling that the um, Champions League, UEFA Champions League is their, is their trophy but I guess they, they've got um, good reasons anyway, my name is Calvin Emekomoka and we have come to the end of this really special episode with which we've had, um, had the privilege of speaking to fans of uh, teams in the Premier League and teams uh, in La Liga this, will be, this is the um, uh, first episode of this, this is part one of this fan, fan, fan themed and fan based um, podcast. Um, later this week, or very early next week, we would come up with another one. This time, I'm hoping that I would have um, a panel with me in the pod so that they can hear each other speaking and then they will respond to what um, the others are saying. Thank you for listening and thank you for being those of you who sent voice notes, those of you who spoke to me live. I want to thank you sincerely for being a part of your Sports Memo podcast. Till I come your way next episode. Peace.